What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey. And uh, before we get too far into our episode, as always, if you could just go check out my website, natebailey.org. If you want to find any of the other previous episodes that we've had, we've had some incredible guests over the past three years that we've been doing this show and uh, not to uh, exclude today's guests as well. But uh, you can also get a free copy of my audio book, The 100 Mile Mindset. You just go to the site and uh, opt in and we'll send it right directly to you free of charge. As well as uh, make sure you check out some of the world-class live experiences that we have in CL24, our championship leadership, military style, uh, physical leadership experience, as well as our four-day Unleash the Leader Within ULW experience that we do in Nashville. Both powerful experiences with. Uh, a little bit different delivery in each to give you um, what you need to become a championship leader inside of your life for yourself and for others. So uh, today's guest is Tyson James Lee and uh, the action boss. We had an incredible conversation with him today. You can find out more about Tyson James Lee uh, at the action boss on Instagram as well as his, his website is simply Tyson jameslee.com. So uh, fun conversation. Uh, we've been in the same circles uh, for some years now on social media, and it was good to catch up with Tyson today and, and had a powerful conversation. So with that, I want to introduce you to Ch- Tyson D- James Lee. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. Excited we got uh, Tyson James Lee here with us today out of uh, Southern Utah. What's up, man? Thanks for being here. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing? Doing great, man. Um, before we get too much into you and, and your backstory and what you're all about and what you're up to these days, um, first question I like to ask everybody is the name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. So what comes to mind for you when you hear Championship Leadership? What's that mean to you? Championship Leadership. Well, I think best leadership is done by example. Um, anybody can tell somebody um, how to be and how to operate. If I were to give a definition, um, 
I think is if we look at the masculine and men that lead, um, I think the model is shifting. I think championship leadership is somebody who is sovereign, who's not dictated by any outside governing force or his emotional state. He's kind, but firm, excuse the language, but he's not ran um, by his penis. I mean, he's, he's sovereign in who he is. Um, He's firm, but also patient. And I think that there is a new type of man and king and leader um, that is arising in a lot of us um, as consciousness continues to evolve. And so that would be championship leadership of somebody who leads by example with those traits. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. That's uh, you know, it's always cool to hear the different ways that it's, it's broken down and, and, uh, and sliced up, I guess you'd say I've done about 260 of these episodes and everybody's got a little bit different spin on what it is to them. So appreciate that. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and the path that you've been on and how that's kind of gotten you to where you are today and, and what it is that you do and you're up to today. Well, I can give you the nutshell version. Um, was raised in a small town in Washington state, blue collar, um, always been an outside the box thinker and was trapped by inside the box thinkers um, growing up. Um, you know, always felt like I was destined for something more, love helping people. Um, got in a ton of trouble in my late teens and early 20s, um, tons of trouble with the law. Um, I was just a rebel. And early, mid 20s, um, I decided to clean up my act and got my life together, started studying nutrition, um, went back to school for exercise science, you know, was determined to be a success and was doing all that. Um, went through a rare blood infection um, where I was in the hospital for six months. I was in ICU for four months. It ate my lean body mass and all kinds of different doctors told me I'd walk with a cane for the rest of my life and I'd have to give up fitness. And I was just so determined. So shut out the world, um, built a private training studio and rehab my own body. Six months later, um, ran a half, half marathon legally disabled and back on the the train and okay, I'm going to make something of my life. I'm going to do this, getting every cert I could, um, training people in the training room that I had built. And then I was competitive in CrossFit. And this was before CrossFit was CrossFit. Um, nowhere near the, what they're doing now. I was never at that level. I was, but I was in the upper echelon for what they were doing seven, eight years ago. Um, so it was real competitive in CrossFit, um, was training and wanted to make the games and broke my back in three places on a deadlift workout. Oh, man. Um, that crippled me. Oh, I was man. out for 18 months, fell into a deep depression, got back on pain medication. My family was super worried. And then uh, I found an MLM company, funny enough. Um, and that's where I got my start in sales. Um, started making about five, $600 a week. And I found an all-natural pain p- patch and a a program called foundation training. I actually flew out to Santa Barbara to meet with this guy, Dr. Eric Goodman, who was one of the first people certified in foundation training. And it's a series of yoga movements that strengthens your posterior chain. So the only thing I found after being out of the gym for 18 months, I got back and I'm like, okay, this time I'm doing something different. And I was living with my father about 25 miles out of town. And I'm like, something's just got to give like, this is not what life is supposed to be. And so I was making five, $600 a week. So I thought, well, I'm not completely broke. I can figure out what I'm going to do. So I bought a one-way ticket to Southern California, got down to San Diego, didn't know anybody, uh, slept on the beach for a couple of weeks, got a job training in a gym, slept in the gym office for three weeks, finally built the money up to rent a, rent a room, 
rented a room two, three months later, the gym gets shut down because the owner was charging people's cards multiple times. So I have clients calling me like, Hey, my card's been charged four times this month. What's going on? And I'm just like, no, shortly after, as you can imagine, the gym closed down here. I am. I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to go broke. I'm not living by the beach, which is where I wanted to didn't have a vehicle. I was living in Temecula, California at the time. And I had about, and then the MLM company had gone under and I've got about $400 in my name and two weeks to pay $800 in rent. And I'm just thinking, I'm going to have to just tuck my tail between my legs, buy a ticket home and figure this out again. And my buddy who had helped me, um, who eventually helped me launch my first company was an internet marketer. And this was in back in the day of Frank Kern, Ryan Dice, like when it was brand new. And he had gotten a gig doing lead gen for this company called Clients on Demand. Uh, and it was owned by a guy named Russ Rafino. So he's like, you got to meet Tyson. He can sell anything. Like this kid's like the wolf of Wall Street with a soul. So he can sell anything. And um, you got to give him a shot. So they give me a shot. They, I trained for a week. They gave me a lead. And my first lead, I closed a $10,000 sale, got the credit card information, called the sales manager, um, went on to close um, 17 deals in 14 days, breaking all the company records, making about $21,000. And here I was like kind of this overnight success, like, holy smokes, this kid is crushing it. So then I ended up going on to build a sales team for them, um, trained other people to do what I did, um, moved into a penthouse in Oceanside. And I thought I was awesome. I thought I had made it. Um, and um, shortly after they had taken away some of my leverage money and I was like, this isn't for me anymore. I want to do my own thing, launched a company called Social Empire from Australia to North America, and then met a woman, which we were talking about, Marcy Locke. Marcy called me, told me that she had heard I was great at high ticket sales, wanted me to sell her $15,000 mind body program. Marcy was doing as much as a million dollars a month and charging as much at that time as a half million dollars a year for her coaching. So started closing her deals. Then she wants, she saw the value and what it is I offer. She had me run the pull back end of her business, her team, her marketing team, everything ended up traveling with her. We got into a relationship and here I am one of the highest paid female coaches in the country um, in a relationship, running the back end of her million dollar coaching practice um, and building the sales team and learning everything there is to know about coaching and transformation and helping people create what they want in life. Uh, when Marcy and I split, I decided to launch a company called PyFit, um, which I marketed solely organically over Facebook. It was a completely different day. The algorithms were completely different and it was much more sustainable to run a business off of. Um, and I generated about a quarter million dollars for four years, just doing a Facebook video a day. Um, did that. My mother passed away, took two years off, um, did a couple 10 day meditation retreats in silence. Um, wanted to find some inner peace and happiness that none of the success um, had helped me find. And so kind of shifted my life path and told myself if I couldn't find success and fulfillment, that I was not going to come back and try to pursue this societal success. Well, I did. I found something deep inside of myself and I wanted to come back and share that with the world and start um, life coaching and um, coaching on a different label. So I rebranded myself, built the site TysonJamesLee.com and I've been coaching for the last 18 months um, in that capacity. So that's the story in a nutshell. So what, what is it that you found that you discovered that made you make that big transition or pivot? Well, 
it may have been something that I discovered, but it's more of something that I let go of. I realized that I had a lot of ideals and beliefs about what was right and what was wrong and what success was and what it meant to be happy. And most of it was a crock, in my opinion. Um, it never did make me happy. And so I spent a lot of time um, breaking down the judgments that I had on myself, breaking down what I thought an actual re relationship was, um, breaking down what love is, breaking down the idea that I have to show up a specific way to receive love, that I must be a certain person to be liked or respected um, and really let go of a lot of that. And then inside of me, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, whether you believe Christianity or whatever it is, they say, you know, God resides in us. I found a God inside of myself. I found a sense of well-being and love that fully encompassed me. And I actually found it. I did a Vipassana retreat, which is a 10 day sit in silence. And the first three days felt like three months. And I almost left on the fourth day. I'm like, this is nuts. Like I'm, the life of a monk is not for me. <laughs> Next two days went by um, somewhat quick. And then on day seven, it just clicked. And I was at total peace and I needed nothing. I didn't have to be anywhere. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to prove anything. I was just okay, more okay than I've ever been in my entire life. And the last three days went by like the snap of a finger and you know so i don't claim to walk around enlightened but i would imagine that i hit a state of enlightenment where you are just good and there is no judgment on anything everything just is there is no good bad right wrong or indifferent it is all just to be observed and looked at and looked at consciously yeah that's that's powerful so you you went back and did that again is that right yep and what what was the reason to go back um a second time so um, the second time was to really understand my purpose. So um, after the first time, I was turned on to some spiritual content called the Law of One, the Raw Material. And I had been raised Christian. So I was raised in the church. I went to a Christian private school my whole life. I huge fan of the teachings of Jesus Christ consciousness. But something just didn't sit right. It didn't sit right with me how judgmental they were, how you know, all of this stuff, it just, it didn't sit well with me. So I'm seeking spiritually, like, what is it that I believe? Like, what is it? And then I found um, the law of one and the raw material and nothing had ever resonated deeper with me. It just split me wide open. Like it almost made me go nuts for a couple of weeks. I just, it blew my mind so much, but it resonated so deeply as truth. And so the second time I went to really get clear on my purpose and what my mission here in the world is. And that's when I committed to really the expansion and growth of consciousness, whatever that looks like. Like we're all here to evolve. And I just want to be an integral part of that evolution for many of the people um, walking the planet. I got it. What's um, who are some of the people that have impacted you along this journey, this path? I know we talked a little bit about Marcy Locke. Maybe that's one of them, but uh, more so about who the person is or, or those coaches, mentors, you know, family members, people that have been close to you. Uh, what are some of the characteristics that really stood out that maybe even you've taken on to help mold you into the person, the leader that you are? That's great. Um, the most influential man in my life till this point has been Christopher uh, John Stubbs. 
you know, I'm not sure if you follow him on Facebook. Um, he actually was Marcy's coach when I was working with Marcy. He was Garrett J. White's coach before Wake Up Warrior launched. Sean Whalen's coach back in the day. He's coached a lot of them. Um, he had a calmness and a peace to him. But he also, no matter what I was ever going through or what I was sharing, I always felt so hurt. Right. Like I felt so hurt. Like, dude, this guy gets it. Like he never opposed what I was saying, never made me wrong. And I was just like, man, I want people to feel like that in my presence. Right. And I've always been very headstrong and very opinionated. So that's been a journey in and of itself. Um, but yeah, he was just so soft and so kind. And I always used to, when I describe him, I'm like, you ever met somebody that nobody has a problem with? I'm like, that's Christopher. Right. Like he's just he, he he will get to your level, wherever your level is at. And he was hugely influential. And I've worked with him off and on for three years. Um, yeah, easily the most in Christopher Stubbs. What is, you know, the journey, the impact, the vision that you are wanting to have and make for yourself and and for others? I know you said you mentioned already that you just you definitely uh, have this this purpose and passion to to help help others and, and make a difference and do your part right what uh what does that look like a little bit more specifically for you and you know, maybe even more short short term if we say like next five years out so in the next five years um i'd love to teach a thousand men how to do something similar to what i do i've taught about 60 people to build six-figure coaching practices um, but I'd love to find men that also want to um, help men. It's so different than how I thought it was done when I started. I thought I needed all the intellect and all the understanding and all of this. And I found that doing the work yourself inside of yourself and being present with that and creating those enlightened parts of yourself is actually the fastest way to help another transform and shift. Um, what I'm most, so, um, it's been a long time coming, but I have finally found three other men, um, that are very similar in beliefs with me. And we just started, we're starting the marketing next week, but we've involved ourselves in a project called the liberating man. And it's not a hierarchy. It's a meritocracy where every individual is the same, whether it's coach or client, and it's just high level men who desire authenticity. They desire something more. Most of these guys have created all the success they need, the family life, everything, but there's still something inside of them missing. And so I guess in, and then in second that it would be in the next five years to help a thousand people become fulfilled in their own life. Like at the end of the day, that's all we want. We just want to stop wanting and stop needing and being hungry. It's just like, man, I just want to be satiated. I just want to be fulfilled. Um, but more so, I do have a passion to help other men um, learn to do this work themselves. What's that process like? Is it, um, you know, helping to find people find fulfillment? Yeah. You hear a lot of people talk about chasing chasing that and and many never find it what's what's that process like for you to help people uh do that find that fulfillment oh there is so much um one of them is understanding um and observing our emotions so a big key component of that is emotional intelligence and a lot of people um it's not taught in school so that's a huge part the other part 
teaching them a lot of David Hawkins work and the quantum physics behind it and how emotional frequency dictates our reality and states of joy. We create more, more experiences that are joyful um, and states of anger. We typically create more experiences that create anger, teaching them how to control their state of being and go out from there. And when the state of being is controlled, there is less worry. There's less need for control. And then there's many, many processes in teaching one to love himself. Um, and, you know, and we are taught in society, like, you know, most of the love, especially in our intimate partnerships is created with attachments, attachments, to outcome control, right? It's like, if you love somebody unconditionally, you're not going to want to control them. You're going to want them to be fulfilled at the highest level. So that journey to um, learning to love yourself and accept yourself um, for where you're at. But there's so much that goes into it, Nate. Um, Observing things, you know, as Christ would, um, not looking at good or bad and looking at all of it. And all of it gets to be looked at and loved and embracing um, and being okay with the darkness inside of us. I'm sure you've been around long enough. You've heard the tale of the two wolves, the Indian tale, where the boy had said the grandfather says, you have two wolves inside you, the good wolf and the bad wolf. And little boy says, which one wins? And the elders like the one that you feed, we all have it inside of us. And it's what we choose to focus on. And so there's tons of different things. I mean, most people work with me for anywhere from six months to a year. So to cover all that, but the process of learning to love yourself and become emotionally intelligent are two key parts. Yeah. I appreciate that. What's a, what's a a critical moment that you've had in your life where, you know, obviously you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but had you made a, a different decision, you'd be, you'd be somewhere very different. I think there's a lot of people right now that, um, you know, they're in that moment. It's been a little bit of a interesting time we've gone through in the last year and a half with the pandemic and everything that's gone down. But um, it's powerful to hear and learn from others and how they've chosen different times in their life. Is there a moment that comes to mind for you? Yeah, um, it was before I left to California. I had made, like I said, I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes that I did not think that I could overcome. And in thought that my kind of path was already pre-chosen for me. And I decided to take a big leap, a big leap of faith. And this is where the gold is at, is that big leap. And just putting yourself out there and going for something different. But I had kind of a, a spiritual experience where uh, a week before I left, I fell down and I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And I just looked at myself for like five minutes and I just fell to my knees and I just started weeping, man, just weeping like, man, I want so much more and have no idea. And then just kind of like the voice, you know, intuition, whatever it was, your heart speaking to you was clear, like take what you have and go to Southern California and everything will be okay. And in touching on that, like I'm big on the energy of things. Like I want people to understand this because just by doing this one thing, you can change a lot in your life. So we want to get better job and a better income without letting go of our previous job. We're waiting for a better relationship or a better mate, but we're hanging on to the one because it gives us comfort and it's okay. You have to let go of good to get great and you have to let go of great to get epic. And 
I have seen this so many times and it's so scary for people to completely let go of what is supporting them or what is comfortable for them. But we don't create enough. We only have so much capacity to receive. And so if we are constantly receiving from a certain avenue and we are afraid to cut that off, we don't have any energetic room to create room for new and more. And this has been a huge thing in my coaching lately. I'm like, you just need to cut it off and have faith. And it's tough. It's tough. It's easier said than done. But that one thing alone, you know, you know, judge, go look at everything that you have in your life from the people you associate with, to your jobs, to your situations, to your sporting events, to all of it. And look at how much of that is in alignment with that, what you actually want. And all of the things that are not in alignment with what it is that you actually want for yourself, get rid of them. And just be present and know that more is coming. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, you know, I think in those moments, we all know what we want and which way we want to go. But oftentimes we end up making that, that other choice for so many other reasons. And, and uh comes down to, like you said, having that faith and just uh, yeah, making the leap and going for it. So, yeah, thank you. What's uh, What are one or two things as we wrap this up, if, um, you know, the listeners were to implement today and take action, it would help move their life forward today. What would that be? So this is a really easy concept and it's easy to implement. So the mind's eye creates our reality, in my opinion, right? Your thoughts, your words, what you entertain, what you give attention to is really, really important. So in the media and propaganda has become excellent at, at putting the image in your head that is that they want to put in your head. Um, and I've taught this forever. So let's say, yeah, I'm trying to beat cancer. What's the first thing that you think of? First thing that you think of is somebody who's sick with cancer. I'm trying to lose 30 pounds. What's the image that comes to your head? Somebody who's 30 pounds overweight. Well, what if I tell you, hey, Nate, I'm moving towards the healthiest, best, most fit version of myself, right? It's a completely different image that goes in your head. And so just yeah. by shifting your perspective to moving toward what you want instead of away from what you don't will change the game. It changes so much. It's just a simple little mindset hack. And it's like, no, I am no longer going to be looking behind me, running from something. I'm going to be looking towards me, running to something. And if you can shift that, so it's not, hey, I can't wait till I'm out of debt. It's I can't like I'm moving towards a place of abundance and financial prosperity and the image that you get in your head. And there's a great book called Three Simple Steps. Um, I love it. And it's, it's about a guy who built two $10 million companies in like three years. Like the guy's incredible. He talks about mindset shields and all of this stuff. But he talks about so like I love sports. I listen to ESPN. I as soon as the commercials come on, I hit the radio button. It's off. And for, it's off for three to five minutes. I do not watch commercials because I understand what that stuff is doing and trying to program my subconscious mind. Yeah. And so that being said, not only that mindset shift, you are a product of what you take into yourself. I love rap music. I stopped listening to secular music because it just didn't talk about anything that was in alignment with what I wanted to create for myself. So be aware of what you're receiving in and know that that is a huge part of creating your reality move towards what you want um and not away from what you don't love it that's awesome yeah appreciate that what uh, what are a few ways that listeners can find out more about you and, and what you're up to i know you just mentioned that you got a new 
program uh, that you're launching with a few other good friends of yours. Um, yeah, let us know how we can follow you and see what you're up to. Yeah, so you can always add me on Facebook, Tyson James Lee, shoot me a message on Messenger. You can go to TysonJamesLee.com, scroll down to the bottom and click the science transformation. Um, I offer a, th a three free part or a free three part video series that that talks about frequency, emotional intelligence and how you can actually use all of that to reprogram your DNA and reprogram yourself at the cellular level, um, which is awesome. And all the information is in there. Um, you can and I'll give you the links. But on that um, website, there's a, a button up top to add me on Voxer. And the way that I love is I just love to provide value and let the cards fall where they may. So if you feel like I can help, if you feel like you're struggling with something, um, go to the Voxer page, add me on Voxer and send me a message. Let me know what's going on. Um, and I will get back to you at my earliest convenience and share some insights um, that could be really valuable for you. And I pretty much am on, that's where I coach. I'm on Voxer all day long and I'm just always coaching. So Voxer is the best way. Um, Facebook works too. And then there's the website and I'll get you those links, Nate. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being here and thank you for everything. Uh, hope you have a great day, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it Consider it If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, babe.